0: On today's court vision, professional basketball player Tyler Deal joins me to talk about his journey to how he became a professional basketball player. This will be the whole episode today. Let's go. What? All right. Today is Wednesday, October 9th. And I have a great interview for you guys today. We're halfway through the week, first of all. So it's exciting that we're almost to Friday. But I have a great interview to help you get through your day and a great listen. I have on professional basketball player Tyler Deal. This is a great interview with Tyler. He talks about his journey of becoming a professional basketball player from dealing with his recruiting woes to dealing with agents and to playing overseas. Awesome interview with Tyler. Just He's a highly motivated guy to get to where he wants to be. He works hard at it. He played hard. A uh, great, great story overall about him and his journey of how he got to the professionals. Here's Tyler. All right. On today's Sport Vision, I have Tyler Deal. He is a free agent professional basketball player. Tyler, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing really well. How's everything going so far?
1: It's going good. Uh, just living day to day. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you making the time and uh, coming on to the show. Uh, I'm sure Everyone's excited to hear your story and- how the basketball has changed your life and your journey to being a pro professional basketball player.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to tell you, or, you know, let everybody know. Um, it's uh, I appreciate your platform. You know, I think, I think what you're doing is really, really awesome and being able to help guys like me and, and other guys kind of get their story out there. And, and if it helps anybody else, you know, that'd be, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, and I'm I'm sure the listeners out there and, the young kids that listen, um, players, other former players out there listening, I appreciate your story as well, too, and you making the time to come here. Awesome. Well, it's, I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate it. All right. I'm excited. All right. So let's let's get into it. Um, I got to ask, what at what age did you know basketball was your sport?
1: Uh, what age did I know? Um, Probably... I would say like eight or nine. Um, I played pretty much every sport growing up as a kid. I was a big baseball guy, actually. Really? Um, and I was actually – I I would, I, in my mind, I was probably a better baseball player than I was a basketball player, but I stopped playing in middle school um, just because I was doing it so much, and I just literally lost interest in it, the coaches um, – that I had were just, we just were doing so much all the time and I just kind of lost my love for it. And, um, I just happened to be very blessed at being able to, you know, play basketball as well. The the skills that I had and, and kind of the work ethic that I had at a young age. Um, so I feel like, you know, probably around right before middle school is when I knew like, this is kind of something that I want to do and, and be a professional at it. Nice. And like, at what age did you kind of like
0: start to realize that? oh, wow, I'm really actually really good at this game. And I'm, like, separating myself from, like, the competition. Um, you know, I, like, read things that you guided your your high school team to its first playoff appearance. So, like, what was that experience like? And, like, you know, how much work did you put into the game?
1: Um, I would say my eighth grade year um, is when I really knew that I had an opportunity to kind of go far with it and, and use um, basketball as a platform to kind of elevate my life, so to speak. Um We, I actually got an opportunity to play varsity in the eighth grade, and um, that's crazy. That was like a, it was a big eye opener for me um, because I was such a little guy. Like I obviously hadn't grown, or I think I was at the time. I might have been like five, four, like one twenty, soaking wet. Um, And uh, but you know, I think I don't. I mean, obviously, you can't. Be ill skilled, um, but I think what sets me apart from a lot of people is my my IQ for the game. Um, I would say I'm very basketball smart, and and not a lot. You know, a lot of other people are way more talented than me, more athletic, more this and that. But because they don't have it in between their ears, or they may not have it, you know, as much as I do. Then and I, I definitely had a lot of competitive advantage over them. Um, and so. And, and in an 8th grade is when i started playing varsity and that kind of stood out for me and then as a freshman i got to play um play heavy minutes as a freshman and that was kind of cool because it was a team full of seniors
0: <laughs> seniors wow, and juniors
1: um so it was uh it was a good experience and and the cool the i would say the best part about it is i'm still really cool with a lot of those guys um they definitely they definitely looked after me um, but they definitely also jumped me when, uh, when I needed to kind of get my ego checked a little bit. Yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: that's that's amazing because
1: you don't really ever hear.
0: I don't think anyone at like the eighth or ninth grade, or like you know, it's very rare, I guess, for a kid at ninth grade to be playing varsity high
1: school. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and to to be honest, I mean, our where I'm at down here in in Georgia. We're a it's heavily football, um, big pre- predominantly football town where I live in. Um, so our basketball team, I don't want to say wasn't the greatest, but um, definitely wasn't the number one number one priority at the school. Um, right. So it was it was also, but I mean it was good. Like it was we turned it into a basketball school so to speak. Um, and I was glad to be a part you know part of that changing of the guard so to speak. That's awesome. And so
0: just. Before we jump, jump into your recruiting process and everything, so what was it like to – what was the atmosphere like when you guided your team to its first playoff appearance? Like, was there a ton of people there? Like, does that – and it was that, like, the time everything flipped to be the – it is it
1: is now a basketball – started to become a basketball school? Yeah, so actually my senior year was the first year we had ever made the state playoffs ever um, in the school history and we had thought we were going to get it my junior year and it would have been crazy doing that but um my senior year was the first year we had ever made the state playoffs um it was a big big kind of weight off our so- so shoulders i guess um and it was crazy yeah the atmosphere the atmosphere was nuts we actually had an away game and uh, we played a school um that ended up actually losing in the championship game Um, and, uh, I, I think that if we would have won, we, we ended up losing, uh, by like four or five points, I think. And I think if we would have won that game, we'd have had a good chance at going to play in the state championship because our road, we didn't have like the toughest road. Um, and we had a pretty good team. We had a, we had a lot of good guys, um, and everyone played their role well. Um, so it was, it was a great experience. The crowd was nuts um the the gym we played in wasn't really that big um but everybody was like right on top of you so it was it felt a lot bigger than than what it was and uh it was a great experience man it it sucked that we lost in the first round um but I mean it was it was a great experience and great to be part of that history um for the school so yeah that
0: must have been that must have been really awesome to have that have that like experience and making that change into the guard for your school Um, You know, what, then what was your recruiting process from there? Like, so like, how did you decide on going to Presbyterian University?
1: Yeah, well, my recruiting process was actually really interesting. Um, It it started when I was a sophomore, actually. Um, I was getting heavily recruited as a sophomore and junior. Uh, I went to a camp. Nowadays, it's crazy because they have so many, so many ways to get exposed you can get talked to college coaches through social media through this and that and back when I was in high school we didn't have all that we only really had ESPN and rivals were our two like ranking systems I guess you could say
0: yeah and
1: um I had got as a sophomore I got invited to go to the rivals top 100 um in the state of Georgia and I did really well in that and was one of the top 20 players in the state and so I was, after that happened, I was pulling this is after my sophomore year going into my junior year, and I was pulling all you know a good amount of feedback um from you know a lot of mid major schools um because I wasn't the biggest any of anything um but two two of the bigger schools that had actually reached out to me um one of them was Georgia and then the other one was Notre Dame wow. um, which is cool because our family's big into, you know we're we're big Notre Dame fans oh um, really <laughs> But yeah yeah it was it was super cool, so I still have that those those letters my you know everything has been saved but so as a as a sophomore, that kind of blew up a little bit, and I was also very lucky to be playing on a, a pretty good travel team um with a lot of good guys that ended up going you know high major crazy crazy schools but as a so at as a junior, we still weren't allowed to talk to schools. I wasn't allowed to communicate with anybody until i was a senior um outside of like letters and then talking to my coaches and stuff like that i wasn't physically allowed to have any conversations with them um and so it's kind of same thing happened my junior year we same kind of situation we were catching um a good amount of letters from the mid-major um we used to go to utc um tennessee chattanooga which was in the socon at the time i think they still are um, so we used to go to camp there in the summer um, and we would spend five days there and play all the games and, and they were heavy, heavily recruiting me. And it's crazy the kind of what happened. Um, Cause I had a lot of the SOCON schools that were re- recruiting me and I went, we went to camp going into my senior year and uh, we had played on their main court after, you know, a night game. And, my uh, our cousin my cousin play was on the team and i the, the day before, the right before the game you know I had sat down with all the coaching staff um had a good conversation with them um they wanted to you know see me play again obviously one more time before you know I' become a senior right in person um and this and that and so i we we played well I played well we had a good game, and it was just such an, an unfortunate event because at the end of the game, my cousin was walking, you know, we had kind of been chirping the game, you know, as a lot of us do, you know, when you're in high school, you're chirping back and forth. And um he was, you know, games over, buzzer beater were walking back to the line, and one of the dudes comes up and like shoves him. And like out of just instinct, like I ran up and just like tackled this dude, and like it was a big thing. Like it it wasn't oh, it wasn't good. So after that, um, you know, as a young guy, like, you're not really thinking that's going to impact me. I mean, I'm thinking, like, territorial, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's my family, you know, I'm going to step in. But it actually had impacted me a lot from the recruiting process. Oh, wow. Um A lot of the schools, yeah, a lot of the schools um, kind of had died down um, from that. And especially them, which was they were, you know, they were – on the you know about to offer me because you uh, back then also you couldn't offer until you were a certain age, um. So all that a lot of the interest from the Socon schools, I guess that word had got around and it it uh it wasn't good for me. So senior year comes, um. I had a really good year and actually was drawing a lot of feedback. A lot of people were coming back, um. And I had got hurt my senior. year. I got a really bad concussion. Um, which had caused me to to miss about three weeks of the season, almost to a month. Oh. So I let my dog out. No, I'm um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was uh that was tough. I we I missed three weeks of the season. Um and so it was just kinda like it didn't seem like everything was like going my way. Like everything kinda had just fallen off the wagon after my senior year. Um you know, after, you know, you, you, there's so, there was so much promise coming from a sophomore to a junior to my senior year. And at the end of the year, I had nothing like I didn't have an offer at all. Um, and so uh, a buddy of mine reached out to me and I didn't know about this at the time, but he was like, um, his dad was coaching the AAU team and I didn't know as you could play AAU as an unsigned senior. Um, So if you're an unsigned senior, you can play travel, and you play in these certain certain tournaments. You can play in, um, which coaches are looking for players. You know that you know maybe somebody had just transferred, or they you know whatever the case may be, and they're needing they're needing to get somebody. Um, And so I played in two tournaments and did really well. Got first team on both in both the tournaments, and um, picked up offers from Presbyterian uh gardner webb and i think the third one was uh liberty uh. and first place i went to so i remember the second tournament the second tournament we played at clemson and presbyterian was like an hour away from there and um we went and played in that tournament and then we had set up a visit for me to go down to see the school right after you know i left i remember going from a game to go visit and we visited you know we took the day we spent the day you tr- saw the campus met everybody saw the gym and and it just so happened that coach offered me on the spot right there and wow. from from mm-hmm. my past you know what i'm saying i was just like yes i'm taking it like i wanted you know obviously i, I feel like i'm good enough to be a division 1 basketball player um i don't want to visit these other schools like you have given me an opportunity and i want to try to take advantage of it and and so i took the offer right there and there wow um and so it was a blessing. It was, it, it kind of was a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say, because um, it humbled me a lot, which I needed it. Uh, I needed to be humbled for sure because everything kind of was just rolling in my favor and, and throughout high school. And, and, you know, you get a little bit, bit of a big head. And, <laughs> Understandable. Uh, and I, tell, I tell everybody this story. I tell everybody that story because at the, at the end of the day, like, nobody's too big to ever get humbled. Like, sometimes you never know some you, know, you have this great plan for yourself and, and, and it may not go the way you want to but at the end of the day it, it all worked out and and I'm very thankful for them coach Nyberg he was my coach who recruited me at the time um, for giving me that opportunity so
0: that's that's a crazy story how that all worked out like that and that's unfortunate of, of events that happen to you with uh you see Chattanooga that's
1: that's 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 tough yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I mean, I understand it completely. Now looking back at it, uh, yeah. now that I'm older, um, you know, I, I understand it completely. But at the time it was difficult because, you know, you're thinking like what, like you just, we had this great conversation like an hour ago and now I don't hear anything from you or, you know, it, it was tough, but, you know, it happens and, and, and I get it now. Yeah, that's definitely – but, hey, at least you still got an offer from Division One
0: school, and it worked out for you. And right. So now you go to Presbyterian. So what was your – like, going into that summer, what was your – like, what was your thought, and how did you get ready to prepare yourself for that season?
1: Um, really, I didn't really know what to expect because I got the offer. So I, pro- I think I probably signed – this was, like, May, uh, early May. And I had to be there in June. So me and my coach, my assistant coach at, in high school, he was a, a, a player similar to me where he was a shorter guy, um, played at a Division one school um, out in Texas. And he was kind of training me, putting through me stuff or putting me through some stuff that like he had gone through and which was very good for me because um, we, we were similar in a lot of ways. Um, so he kind of prepared me, but at the end of the day, when I got there, I mean, calling it what it is, like, those guys were men. <laughs> they, they were men, and I was still, like, physically, physically, you know, I was still a skinny guy. Um, and uh, so I just did as much as I could to prepare and, and train, train myself. Um, I was in probably the best shape of my life going in there. I just needed probably 15 pounds on me um and didn't really have the time to kind of put 15 pounds on before i got there in the summer but when when they when i got there in the summer a lot of that stuff was really good for me because i I was very fortunate enough to be working with um some redshirt juniors the guy that was in front of me he started he started three years and um he was very helpful in guiding me and and working me through the process and kind of teaching me showing me the ropes Uh, and he helped me out a lot from you know trying to get away mentally because there was a lot, you know, there's a lot thrown on you um, yeah. when you initially go out there. You got to learn a lot, your whole lifestyle changes. Um, and that's your life. Like that's your job. Basketball is your job when, when you are a division one athlete. And so that was kind of the biggest adjustment for me really just kind of being away from everybody. But at the same time, like this is your job and, and kind of getting used to what the next four years are going to be like. Yeah. I, I've heard, you know, I play a little bit of division
0: three sports but I know like I'm obviously it wasn't as intense as division one but still it feels it is like a part-time job or like a full-time job while you're still trying to go to school and get good grades too yeah it was
1: it, it was um <laughs> especially when the school year rolled around summer wasn't as much it was just like constant workouts uh I mean we had 6 a.m. workouts then you had to go to class from 8 to 12 then you had another workout you know, after lunch, and then you had another workout at night. That's kind of how our summers went um, because they're trying to get your, you know, as a freshman, they're trying to develop your body and get you ready for, you know, everything that you're about to be put through for the season. And, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it makes sense. And, and I'm very grateful for it because it, it taught me how to work that much harder. I, and I thought I was, you know, in high school, I thought I was working hard, but. I really wasn't in comparison to how these guys work now, and uh, and how how it was in college for sure. Yeah, that must have been that must have been a
0: crazy adjustment. And then, so one, so you spent was it two years there at Presbyterian?
1: Yep. So I spent then, two years there. Um,
0: okay. and then go ahead. Sorry, I know, I don't know if you're gonna ask a question. Though. No, no, I was just say so. And then I was just say why did you uh, decide to transfer to Francis Moore? Um.
1: So yeah, I spent two years there freshman year um so when I when I got recruited there um basically I was told that or given the advice or told that by my junior year that I would be starting and I would start for my last two years um when I was like okay cool like you know I'll get to learn um obviously you want to play um you know you come from playing every minute of every game in high school to not playing as much um you want to play but at the same time i had that open mindset like okay like i'll get to learn i'll get to do this and that and i actually played a lot my freshman year we uh we had a great freshman my my season uh freshman season was great we beat auburn and wake Forest back to back um wow. i was the only person to score off the bench in the auburn game so that was pretty awesome that's awesome um, okay. and uh you know it was it was a good good experience it was just for me, my freshman year was rough. I didn't have the greatest shooting year. Um, and I think that that kind of was ingrained in my coach's head. Um, but which it, it was unfortunate because my going into my sophomore year, I really had developed as a man um, physically. I had my skill had gotten that much better because when when you aren't playing, you find ways to get extra time working out or doing this. Like it kind of ate mentally at me. And, you know, I was just like, man, I want to play like sitting on the bench. Isn't really cool? Obviously. And you don't also, you know, you want to be, you know, you want to contribute and help the team out. Yeah. And, um, I was very lucky that, you know, some of the guys that I'm still friends with now that are, they're playing high level professionally overseas. Um, they they kind of took me under the wings especially in the off season after my freshman year and we were working out we were working out so hard three times a day um and it just really prepared me working out with those guys physically and i was so ready coming into my sophomore year well it just so happened that um we had landed a big recruit and he was he actually he actually played point guard as well oh boy and he yeah it yeah but but he was my best friend too. Like him coming in, me and him created a relationship and a bond that was like, man, like it was. I wanted to see him succeed, and it just happened It's it, it was tough because they moved me to a di- different position, um, which I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I I might be able to play more. Um, yeah. And so my first game, I think we played Eastern Kentucky. Um, we blew them out. I had like I think 13 points, 15 points, something like that um and that was you know my career high like I we're playing I actually you know did well in a game and I'm thinking all right this is how the season's going to go I think I played like 20 20 something minutes um so we played Eastern Kentucky and then the next game we went and played Duke um uh, we, we were we went to Cameron Indoor played Duke for Coach K's it was to the tie the, the record for the most ones all the time Oh, wow. And um, we're, we're preparing. Um, I just had, you know, I played a lot of minutes last game. I played well last game. So I'm thinking I'm going to go in here and play. Um, and, you know, I only played, I think I played like 10 minutes. And then, so that was tough. Um, and then the next game we played Cincinnati and they were ranked top 20 in the country and we beat Cincinnati. Wow. Um, Yeah, we beat Cincinnati, but um, I didn't play that game. And so it was like, I was kind of noticing a pattern because um, he, I mean, our coach really only liked to play like six or seven guys. And it was, it was, it's funny, not funny because, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't funny to the guy's spot he took, but Eric, his name is Eric, the the freshman that came in, he came in and started over the four year starting senior as a freshman. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So he's, he's, I mean, he's my, he's one of my best friends from college. Um, I'm still very close to him to this day he's still playing high level. He, I think he should be playing um, at least in the G league, but I think he, he, he has potential to be an NBA guard, but um, I mean, he's very talented. And so I wasn't really upset about that, but you know, as the season went on, like, you know, I would play sporadically here and there a couple of games I would play and I had um, another game where I had like 11 or 12 points. And then, you know, I had a couple of those games, but then, every other game I would not play or I would play very few minutes. And so I was very frustrated at that because, you know, I I felt like at the time I had worked hard, um, done everything that the coaching staff has asked me, uh, had been playing well when I had actually got time to play. Um, And so I was frustrated. And I, I, at that point in time, I was like, man, I want to transfer. Um, I had a conversation with my, my parents and I was like, look, like, this situation is just kind of. I was frustrated at the time with like the coaching, with kind of how everything was going. Yeah. Um. And I was like, man, I I want to leave. I want to transfer. And so I finished. We obviously finished out of the year. Um. And then had a had a conversation with the coach, and I was like, look, like he he told me he's like, look, I understand. Like I know you're. I can see it that you're frustrated. Um. And so if you you know if you want to transfer, I'll I'll honor you in, in in that request, and I'll help you help you to try to find, you know, the best fit for you. Um, and I said, all right, cool. That's that is it. That's, <laughs> um, well, that's,
0: that's good. I mean, at least he understood and was understanding about it. I can understand where the frustration came from because that's tough when you're playing yeah. every other game and you're elite and you're doing well. I mean, 10, 11 points is, like, still no joke in Division One level. And, like, you're still – and you're giving them, like, good amount of scoring and stuff. But it's tough to get into – I feel like even tough to even get into a rhythm of playing. But, like, when you oh, get enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Go ahead.
0: It was that and opportunity. Yep. He
1: Sorry. he he was the he was definitely the kind of coach that was like, um. Not like we were scoring like forty points a game, like forty-five points a game. So, it wasn't like we were putting up crazy numbers. He was just slow it down, run the shot clock out, run the play the whole time, and then you know, um, get it to one of our best players. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I get it, but you know. At, like I said, at that point in time, you know, not playing and then playing, it was frustrating. I was like, man, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to play my last two years and have the best opportunity I can to put myself in a situation to where I can play professionally, um, whether that be, you know, overseas or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and then that's how you just – and how did you decide with uh, Francis
0: Moran, like, what was the deciding factor? Was it just they needed the point guard or they needed – what was uh?
1: Well, it's, it's funny because I actually went down there. I was, we were playing, I was training uh playing pickup at Presbyterian. And I was supposed to go down to visit uh, Francis Marion uh, or I was supposed to go visit another school the same weekend I was playing pickup and I had sprained my ankle bad. I was in a boot for two months. Um, and so they kind of fell off and then Francis Marion The coach that recruited me, um, he, you know, brought me along, um, showed me the school, um, went on, you know, I did the whole thing, stayed there for two days, visited, saw classes, this and that. And um, basically we had a conversation. I I remember this so vividly. We were sitting in Zaxby's and um, we had a conversation and I was like, look, man, I want to play professionally. Uh, I want to put myself in the best opportunity to where I can, where I'm going to play and be successful. Uh, where I'm at for the next two years to where I can get in front of the right people or the right eyes um, to where I can have an opportunity to play, opportunity to play professionally. And he said, he sat there and told me cause he, he had played professionally himself. Um, he had went there. Um, and then he was like, yeah, we've, we, we've had three people in the last three years go play professionally. Um, you know, it's all about how you do. And, and, you know, we want you to be our starting point guard. We want you um to play like we're not going to recruit you um to you know sit the bench basically uh and how it works in division 2 is they're allowed so division 1 they give you full scholarships full ride scholarships division 2 they can as well but sometimes like you can they'll give you partials or like if you can get away with getting academic scholarship because they can divvy the money out they only have a certain amount of money yeah so they can give you that money out in certain ways so i told him i said look i'm not gonna i won't be able to come here unless you give me a full-ride scholarship um and so you know it it, it worked out because they took a chance on me because i did they didn't get to see me play shoot do anything like that cause i was in a boot and um i had probably about a 15-minute conversation with the head coach and he had called me um they didn't offer me right then, but they had called me a day later right when I was back at Presbyterian and said, hey, we want you to be come here. We want you to um, – we're going to offer you a full ride scholarship, um, and, you know, we want you to come here and help us be successful. And that was kind of a, a big turning point for me to hear a coach say that because I hadn't heard that in two years, um, you know, obviously from being in high school. And, and, you know, I wanted to get that confidence back that I had when I was playing in high school so I can play freely um the style of play that they you know we did my my junior year was uh we were going to run and gun and we were going to shoot as fast as possible <laughs> shoot as many threes as we can and we're going to get them up and we laid we led the country in scoring that year and um so he was basically that that kind of worked with my style um I was able to kind of shoot it unconsciously and from where we're at on the court <laughs> and if we didn't shoot it fast enough he was in our grill about it so Uh, it just kind of worked out perfectly that way. And, and I'm forever grateful for him too. I still have a close relationship with him as well. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how, how that situation happened. That's awesome. So
0: at least you were able to find a a system that like worked out well for you and you wanted to play for. And again, I read that you guys led the nation, like eight, nine points per game.
1: Yeah. So, yep. We led the nation in scoring. We had um i think through our first like five games we're averaging like 115 or something like absurd Uh, we were literally just running it up um pressing full court shooting it the first five seconds um and we had a great we had we had a good group of guys we had a really good group of guys that that we're playing with that's awesome so
0: that that makes it a lot more fun too when you have guys like that and guys that can help score and like especially a system that sounds like a lot that sounds like my style of play like i love the up style tempo game yeah. of just press, pressing the crap out of the other team and shooting, shooting, whatever, shooting wherever you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was such a complete opposite from where I was at at Presbyterian because it, that wasn't, you know, if you shoot a shot and you miss, you're getting yelled at. If you shoot two, you're getting pulled out, you know. So uh, when you're getting told, when you're getting yelled at for not shooting, it was a big confidence booster. Um, and, and And it wasn't like, we were, you know, the, a lot of the guys came from similar situations as me. You know, they they were Division One players, um, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out at their school. And you know, we we had found a home together, and uh, you know, it was it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun playing there. That's that's amazing. And I'm like, so
0: what would you say out of the two experiences for both the colleges that you played at? What would do you have any favorite uh, memorable moments or favorite
1: games that you played in oh man memorable moments definitely my favorite moment from college was um well I have two and 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 I would say they're both at Presbyterian and it's funny that I say that uh, because I, I enjoyed playing more at Francis Marion but obviously when you 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 know my my freshman year Um, my first two games we opened up college was Vanderbilt and then we played Kansas State. So Vanderbilt had Jeffrey Taylor, um, I can't remember what his last name is, but he, they're all in the NBA now, or they were in the NBA. And then my second game, we played Kansas State and they were ranked second. And, uh, that was probably, we lost that game by four. Um, but we were up and we were in it the whole time and we thought we were about to knock off a you know number two team in the country um they had um what's his name fred he's coaching at south carolina now um, oh uh, he was, frank he frank was, martin frank frank martin yeah he yeah, was like, a nut he's, kid, he's super intense like <laughs> he was he was crazy and uh but no, they had a really good player named Jacob Poland. He was probably the top point guard in the country. And right. I actually, you know, I got, got to play a, a good amount that game and it was good to kind of contribute to that. That was, that was, even though we lost, it was such a great experience because we, you know, we were really close um, doing something like that was unheard of at that time. You know, mid-majors aren't beating high top ranked teams. Like that's just not a thing, you know, and yeah. nowadays it's more, more common, but, you know, I feel like when, when we were playing, it was like that was never happening. Um, so we got so much publicity from ESPN and, and all that. And that was cool kind of, you know, to be on ESPN. And then the second, I would say the second memory was was when we beat Auburn and Wake Forest back-to-back. Um, being that guy that, that was the only one that scored off the bench. Um, so six people scored and I happened to be the sixth guy, you know, off the bench. That was a great experience because that was my first points in college. Uh, actually so it was that's you know points in college was that game and um, so that was a great experience we it was over Christmas break and we had my whole family was there uh, we had one and it was it was a really great experience uh, but there was so there's so many I mean th- those are obviously two top ones uh, playing in Cameron Indoor was a, another one um, that's you know obviously as a basketball player you know kind Of a dream is to play either at Duke or against Duke at some point in time because you know they're such program that's with such tradition. Um, and so that was a great experience getting to play against you know Seth Curry, Austin Rivers, the Plumlee brothers. Um, oh wow, yeah, that's and, uh, a- <laughs> yeah, we were we you know we got we were taken very very well care of out there. Um, so those were two two really good experiences for me that that I'll carry with me really. You know, forever. Yeah, those are some, those are
0: experiences that a lot of, you know, A, a lot of people can't say they've ever experienced before. And B, to be part of those those moments of playing, almost beating a number two Kansas State, and then beating two big teams like a Wake Forest and an Auburn, and then also playing in Cameron indoors. Like you said, it's like every kid's dream as you're growing up is to play for Duke or play yeah. against Duke. You know, so it's that's that's pretty. Those are awesome experiences. I can only imagine what like the atmosphere was like and how loud the noise level was, especially in that Kansas State game.
1: Oh man, it was it it was wild, man. It it really was crazy. I mean, I think even even Duke was probably louder, because um, not many people know that like Duke Stadium is like that. Their arena is like a high school gym. Like it's not big at all, and but it's so jam packed that. Every, I mean, I remember sitting there on the bench before the game and we got there. I mean, we get there to the arena two and a half hours early to get shots up. We had, we went through a whole workout and when, before we even got there, I mean, we were two and a half hours early. The whole Cameron crazy sitting section is there like that early before the game settled in. Um, But before tip off man, I remember looking, looking, (laughs) looking left and right. And I was like, man, I can't even think right now. I I can't, if I was to say something out loud, I wouldn't be able to hear it because it was that loud um it was nuts it was it was a great great environment to be in and kind of experience it and I can only imagine how it is you know if you're you're that talented enough to play in it every every night or every home game or you know if you play in in that high level um I mean I guess you probably just get used to it after a while but yeah it was a great experience
0: to experience at that time that's awesome that's that's amazing that I'm I'm kinda jealous, but I, I always want to go to Cameron just to see what the experience is like. I don't like Duke, but I always wanted to see what like that experience is like just going to like a, a, a major game like that.
1: It's it's one like no other, man. I mean, I can honestly say we I played in some pretty big arenas. Um, but there's no experience that tops playing it in, in Cameron indoor for sure. Damn, yeah, I can imagine. That's that's a, that's an awesome dream.
0: Those are awesome memories that you created. So after all your college career is done now what so who's the first team that like reaches out to you that's on a professional level or how do you get to i think i read that you played for the georgia grizzlies
1: yes all right so i have another another interesting trial and tribulation story so when i transferred from presbyterian i lost a semester with the credit um, and so when I finished up my four years of playing at Francis Mirren, or my, you know, my four years of playing, I still had a half a semester or a semester left to, to, till I either graduated or dropped out. Um, and so I had an opportunity to go play in Germany, um, leaving, leaving Francis Mirren, I had an opportunity, I had an agent reach out to me about going to play in Germany. Um, but I also had an opportunity school was going to pay for me to finish school and i was going to get i was going to become a graduate assistant and coach and get some experience because at the time i was like man i would you know after playing you can't play forever um and i would like to be able to coach after that and it'd be a good resume builder and if they're going to pay for me to come back to school why not yeah um so i saw that i was going to be able to just do that and then be able to get picked up by a team but um didn't really work like that so i you know i ended up doing that i coached um finished in december graduated um very happy i did that now uh, because um you know you i don't think i can go back to school now and sit in the classroom and do all that i don't have the potential to stand for that honestly anymore yeah i don't blame Um, you it's
0: tough
1: (laughs) but um so i had to sit out a year um i so i finished in december i was trying to think of the timeline i finished in december i didn't do anything in the spring because i was trying to get back in touch with my agent the agent that i was working with um and the team and it was just kind of mid-season it was tough to kind of get a get on a team because i had taken some time off while i was in school i was going to try to play in uh like a little semi-pro team out there um but i just didn't have the time and so the next summer I had actually gotten on with the Grizzlies. Yeah, so they were they played in the ABA. Um it was that was an interesting experience to say the least. Um but a buddy of mine actually played for them and he kind of kind of got me on the team and that um though it was an interesting experience kind of kind of took off for me uh, um and to say the least I guess it took off for me and and really helped me kind of get make my connections in, in the basketball world where I was able to get overseas. So did you, I, now I'm like reading this straight, did you average 31 points per game
0: or were you close to that?
1: No, no. So yeah, I averaged 31. Uh, I have multiple games where I almost have 50. Wow. Um, but it's, it's, it's it's a little different out there. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of had to, the team we had was, we were, we were all right. Um, But, you know, it was, we got to, uh, I got to let it fly. My coach literally gave me the reins to do whatever I wanted to do. And it was kind of like the first time, I mean, college, you know, you, I, we had a little bit of freedom when I transferred, but I didn't have the freedom like this, like since I had in high school. And so I really got to just play very free and take a lot of shots. And, and I think I averaged like 31 and 10 or something like that, 31 and 11. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, that was good for me now. I don't, you know, I don't want to blow up the ABA. It wasn't – there was a lot of good players. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good players. I got to play against Tyler H- – or not Tyler Hensbro, Ben Hensbro, actually. He was playing in it. Nice. And And uh, he was actually – yeah. Uh, he was actually one of the ones that I gave 45 to. But <laughs> he um, – <laughs> uh, but it was a good experience because that led to – towards the end of the season, um, I was named an all-star. Um, you know, got some, some accolades out of it. And towards the end of the season, we had a playoff game and uh, a, a guy came up to me after a game and said, Hey man, uh, are you signed with the agents? And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, you know, I, I, I would be grateful to get one because, you know, I've been out of the game for a little while um, and I just needed to, I was really just doing it to get filmed to show that, you know, that I could still play how it works is if you take a year off, it's just like your shot, your dreams are dead. Like they don't – they just think that you can't play anymore because you took a year off or whatever the case may be. So I was really doing it to get filmed. And um, luckily, you know, I had this guy come up to me. Well, I don't want to say luckily, but I had this guy come up to me after a game and he said, hey, man, you know, I, I, I'm working with one of this agency out in Italy. Um, I'm, I really would recommend you to this guy. Uh, I think, you know, you would be a great fit for him. And I think you would be able to do well out there in Italy. And so I was like, great. Like, that's awesome, man. Like, get me in contact with him. So um, that that is how that happened. Um, but me being so,
0: uh,
1: I don't want to say impatient, but just not knowing kind of how the process worked um, at that point in time. This was, I think, May, May or June as well so I had gotten contact. Well, he actually had reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I know my guy had reached out to you. Um, and I, I don't want to say his name. Um,
0: that's understandable. That's because I don't
1: want yeah. I don't, you know, but he, um, reached out to me and was like, yeah, we want to sign you. I, I think I'll be able to place you out here in Italy. Um, you know, but you got to be patient. This, that, and the third, he kind of gave me the the whole spiel and I was like, great. Like, you know, he, he talked me into it. Great. Um, And so kind of a couple of months going on, like he had signed a couple of big clients. Um, Like I think he had signed Kevin Ware. I don't know if you, I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kevin Ware, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, So he had signed Kevin Ware and a couple other guys and that was like his big clients at the time. So he was like really focused on placing them. And so a month had gone by and I was all, I I just wanted to be kept in the loop. Like I just, listen, give me an opportunity. Like I just want to know kind of where we're at. The situation, what's going on? Uh, and so I would hit him up maybe once a month, and he would, you know, give me the lowdown. Hey, you know, you still got to be patient. It'll probably be around August, September. So, okay, that's fine. Um, at this point, I had had a couple of agents, and and well, so let me backtrack a little bit. I had asked him, Are you going to send me like the agency papers for me to sign? Like, are, am I going to sign a contract with you? Um, and so he kind of had kept putting that off. And I was like, all right, well, something, something isn't right. And so I had another – I had been talking to a couple other agents um, through social media, and I had an agent hit me up. He was like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm an agent, but I'm also a GM of this team out here in Italy. Um, you know, I, want, I would love to sign you, this, that, and the third. And he was like, do you have an agent? And I was like, um, well, yes, yes and no. Um, I'm not technically signed to anybody, but I've been working with this guy. And so we kind of went through the, the whole conversation and, like, he sent me the contract and I had reached out to the guy who I had said I was, you know, said wanted to be my agent. I was like, hey, man, like, this guy just offered me a contract to go play for them out in Italy. Um, you know, I wanted to talk to you first because I know, like, I, I was committed to you. And um, so we had that conversation and he was like, it, just, it was crazy, man. He was like, oh, wow, like, I know that guy. Like, he's like one of my best friends. And so that had happened and basically they turned on me because they were like, oh, well, you were talking to another agent behind my back and you, you didn't know that this guy was my best friend and, I, you know, you're going to be shit out of luck basically. We're not going to sign you. You're not going to get signed with that team. I don't want to work with you anymore. Wow. And I was like, man, what? Like, yeah,
0: that's so what? weird. Like,
1: what? I was like, I haven't signed anything with you. And that's what – because I was asking my boys that were playing at the time. I was like, man, like, what do I do? Like, do I, like, accept this offer? Do I tell this agent? I've been committed to him. And he was just like, dude, like, you're not signed with him. Like, they were all like, you know, you're not signed with him. You are free to do whatever you want. And so I kind of went that route, and they were just like, nope. So the guy that had offered me the contract was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're never going to work with you again. You're shady, da-da-da. I was like, what? That's like, so crazy. How does that this... – yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't make sense. I mean, it, like, I was just, like, kind of baffled because when I had told my agent, that the guy that I was committed to, he was like, oh, great. Like, I know him. He's my best he, – you know, he's, like, one of my good friends. I have a really good relationship with him. Tell him that I'm your agent and I'll, I'll reach out to him. Like, that was the first time, like, that he's really – other than, like, the first conversation that we had, then, like – giving me any type of feedback of, like, all right, well, you'll be able to play for him. Um, I can get you on this team, da, da, da. And I kind of did that myself. And so that had happened, and I was just like, man, like, back, I'm back to square one. Because um, I was like, man, I'm not going to go play in the ABA again. Like, if, if this doesn't work out, this will probably be it for me. Like, and it sucks because, you know, you work so long to try to get to this point, and you think you're about to have it, and it kind of gets snatched away from you. Um, but so i had talked i had originally talked him back into like working with me and oh really I was like, look no. yeah so i was like look i'm sorry i didn't know like i i sent him the screenshot of me saying that i've been working with the agent i'm just not signed with him and da da da. yeah so i kind of had persuaded him i don't want to say persuaded him but like kind of pulled him back to my side and he's like all right like i'll work with you again now i think he might have just been saying that to kind of I don't know what, I don't know what he was doing. He was just not, I don't think he was really going to actually work for me. He was just kind of going to let me just hang there um, yeah. and just not be signed. And he, I think he probably knew that, you know, me not being assigned is going to kind of would kill my career. And so after a while, I kind of just stopped talking to him. And so that happened. And towards the end of the year, I think it was like September or, you know, October, November ish. Um, I was still training um and i had another this other agent i guess you could say he hit me up on facebook and was like hey man are you still interested in playing um i've seen your stuff i really like you i think you'd be a good fit out here this is when when i went to kosovo my first time yeah and i was like really like you know this this guy i'm I'm super proud of him now because he's grown his agency tremendously but he's a he's a kid um i was like what like i don't know if i should trust this guy like um, you know, oh, dang, I, I skipped the whole part of the story. Dang. But, oh, no, it was the next year. But, anyway, so okay. I was like, I don't know if I should trust this guy. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I should trust this guy or not. Um, but he's presented me this opportunity to go out there and play for the team. They're in the top league. Uh, I had one of my buddies that played out there um, a couple of years prior. And I was like, dude, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to take this chance and, and try to get over there. I had to pay for my flight to get out there um that was kind of the only stipulation um so i did that and it it just i mean they kind of i talked to the gm this and that and it was just it, it was like really i mean if you think about it it was really sketchy yeah <laughs> really, really yeah cuz you just you just never know you're going yeah, out to exactly. a, a part of the world that you you don't know anybody these people are just you've met them like a day ago um so really i took a chance on myself and and bought my flight out there and um luckily there was another american out there and we had you know became really close and the gm and the management were very great you know they're they're awesome they took care of us they everything that they said they were going to do they did um and it worked out it worked out i got you know obviously experience playing in europe um i happened to play pretty well um out there and so that worked out for that you know that situation and and i know that was kind of a long drawn out like how do you get found but yeah that's, that's kind of how yeah. it was kind of a just another bump in the road i guess you could say to yeah kind of get sounds, to where i
0: wanted to be. yeah it sounds like you've had an interesting journey to get where you need to be and like some just a couple of mishaps like a, both either and college recruiting and trying to go pro which is absolutely that story is crazy though about the agent and his friend I, it, it sounds so it just sounds so weird and like fishy you know
1: it's dude that's how it is man that's how it is when I tell everybody about it uh, I, I actually have a lot of people reach out to me and ask um, you know recommendations on playing um, you know hey do you know this guy like would you recommend me going out here what was your experience like done it up and I keep it real with them um, but I, I actually have a lot of people reach out to me about my, the agent that I had at the time that got me over there. Because, like I said, I think when I met him, he was like 17 years old. like He was in high school. What? Really? He was in high school. Yeah, he was in high school. So if there wasn't really any rules and regulations. Like, he didn't have his, like, FIBA license card or anything like that. I think he may have it now. Um, but, yeah, he was so young. And he just had a, he had a relationship with the GM at the time. And he was, you know, he was the one that was looking for players for them. And so I'm really glad it, it it worked out because through him I was able to get my next job and then my next job and go back to Kosovo and you know. And he's now grown to where he's got he's putting people in like he's best friends with like the the GM and Fenerbotts out there in Turkey. Um, they're you know they're obviously a Euroleague team and he's been placing guys you know high level high level now and he's but he's a grinder. He he works really hard and so he he kinda of took a shot on me just like I kinda of took my risk to go out there and it, and luckily it worked out
0: for the good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's <laughs> scary it's it sounds like uh you're a I mean from the stories I've heard it just it sounds so interesting and so you know obviously so different from here. There's no like you said, there's no regulations on the FIBA card or anything. You had the seventeen year old kid reach out to you to Get you to recruit you out to Kosovo, and you end up playing out there. And just it's funny how that life works out. But that's that's just like that's un- unbelievable. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy, and the crazier part is, is that like happens all the time. Like it's there's there's kind of a consensus between you know a lot of the guys I've been playing. If you play for a little while, you understand. If you're not like a guy that's like. <clears throat> Projected to be like in the NBA or like you know a a guy that's like gonna be like a last cut on the NBA team. It's almost really pointless for you to have an agent because you can have multiple agents working for you as long as you relay this to them and like and say, look, whoever gets me the best offer, I'll I'll sign with for that year. And a lot of guys do that. Like they won't have a concrete agent. They'll be working with a bunch of guys, and whoever gets them the best deal, they'll they'll go with them for that year. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy that that happens because it's so unlike America and how stuff works here. Um, yeah, but you know, even even a lot of teams will just like instead of they don't want they don't want to pay the agent fee, so they'll talk to the player directly, oh, wow. and you know it'll, it'll save them that money. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's great. So it's
1: a very it's very interesting how you know how how it works how it works <laughs> out out there.
0: Yeah, it is. It sounds. It just like you said. It just doesn't sound like the NBA. We ever hear these guys. It's sound like you know the same with Jay Z or Drew Rosenhaus, and now like out there, you're bouncing back between free. I mean, agents are just talking to the team personally to yourself by yourself.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly how it is, um, it, and it's crazy because a lot of people, if you if you've never experienced it, um. If you've never experienced it, you think playing professionally overseas is just like the NBA. Um, a lot of guys, I've had that relate to me so many times. Like, oh, man, you must have been living, like, living like you're a teen, da 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 And I'm like, man, like, it's not the NBA. Like, these guys yeah. are making millions of dollars. they are you know, it's it was just a little different. And so, you know, I mean, I guess this is kind of how it works in certain places. Now, obviously, certain places, you know, agents have ties. Um, to teams and you know, like say if you wanted to, initially I was you know, towards my ladder in I started working with a guy from Spain and he, uh, but he only had connections in Morocco and Spain oh, wow. and if you're trying to go elsewhere outside of that, those guys don't have those connections to those teams and so that's why it's kind of beneficial for you to have multiple agents because a lot of guys like I said, they're they're prone to their country. You want to have, you want to have a foreign agent, but if you have a foreign agent, a lot of them are just kind of prone to their area of the world. And so, yeah. if I want to play in Italy and I have a Spain agent, a guy from Spain, he's only going to really he's not going to have any contacts in Italy. Um, and so, obviously, each year you play, you, your goal is to try to make more money and advance yourself in leagues that you play in. So yeah. it's very interesting yeah that's super it's it's like
0: that's unbelievable to me i think this is probably more of the first time i've heard more of the detail of like what goes on i've heard some stuff i mean i've heard a couple guys talk about agents and how some of them had to move on from like they're on their fourth agent already and they've only been playing like they've been a year out of college or two years out of college so you know it, <laughs> it's it's, it's it was just yep. absolutely, absolutely wild to me like it it that frustrates me too because it's not fair to you guys. I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the unloyalty and I don't know, maybe just because I'm a loyal person, but like you guys deserve the, like the back, like you guys deserve the best. Like I mean, you are good basketball players and have these opportunities. And it's not fair that these guys, I mean, it sounds like they're lawyers. <laughs> no, offense. I hope no one's in your family is a lawyer, but. I don't know. I mean, it
1: just, I mean, like I said, it is, it is what it is. And you're a hundred percent right. Like, um, I mean, if, if, if you don't, you just never know. You never know with them. And, and you kind of always have to watch your back. I tell everybody that. I said, look, like, there are some really good people out there. Like, I was very blessed to, to work with the, and the, the management that I did when I was in Kosovo um, because they were men of their word. They took care of me, even when I went back and signed. So I, I had signed my second year in macedonia um yeah. and that was a good experience but it just didn't work out um so i had left to go back to kosovo oh, and wow. i just yeah we had i had negotiated that was a christmas it was kind of a bad situation um our coach got fired or he left i guess you could say we were traveling and we were like we, we had traveled to bulgaria to play Um uh, we were traveling all over the place to play and you know it just cir- cir- circumstances kind of one thing led to another, and he had quit. And I actually got injured that year; uh, injured my back, and so I had to miss a period of the time. And it just wasn't fun playing out there. And so I was able, you know, I came home for Christmas. I got healthy, and the, like I said, from the relationship that I had built with the Kosovo team and their management out there, KB Ravesi. They, they wanted to bring me back, and I was getting paid more than what I was getting paid at Macedonia. So, it, like, it all worked out, and, and, you know, we had made the playoffs for the first time ever out there. Um, that was such a great thing for the city, for the fans, everybody, um, everybody that's out there. And, you know, they, they, they treated me like I was a king, man. Like, they took care of me, all the fans, anywhere I wanted. You know, if I was walking down the street, everybody walking down the street, you know, I, I always relate this um because it's not like it's not I mean I don't it's it's not like we're a celebrity by any mean but out there they don't have the NBA you know yeah. they don't have the NBA or you know they have basketball and soccer and they don't really recruit many imports to play soccer out there um and so you know they kind of treated us like we were some type of superstar I guess you can say I don't know like anytime I was walking down the street somebody would try to pull me in to a coffee shop or Try to pay for my food or drinks or, you know, I didn't have to really pay for anything out there. <laughs> they all took care of me, and yeah, they took care of me. And if I wanted to get into the clubs or this that, they, you know, they 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 took care of me, man. And I consider them I consider them, you know, that that place my second home. Oh,
0: that's awesome. So, that's ama- That's amazing, though. I mean, at least you know, being out there, you got some great experience and got to experience that that feeling of being wanted and loved by a, a, a whole almost like a whole country. So.
1: Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. Whole, whole country and um you know, I didn't have one problem out there. I didn't have one problem. Um they were they were very good. It was a great experience. Um, you know, I got injured out there too as well. I had sprained my shoulder, sprained my AC joint in my shoulder and they did everything They gave me the proper rehab, took me to the best doctor on the country. Like Wow. I have I have nothing but good things to say about them out there, for real it was a great experience that's
0: awesome so and now is there now you're you're back home and is there do you have any plans to keep playing professionally or do you think you're going to coach what do you think you're going to do
1: so so after after my the year playing in kosovo last it would have been going into last year um i had opportunity to go play in portugal Oh, wow. Um, but I was still – yeah, I, had, I was still having for my shoulder injury, so I had came back a little too early um, yeah. to try to finish the season out. And that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. I probably came back early earlier than I should. And so the whole summer – the whole talk. summer – yeah. <laughs> so wait, I, got <laughs> I, got two, I got two at home,
0: so I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, that, that summer was like, I had got offered to go play there in Portugal and I really wasn't sure if I wanted to play anymore, honestly. Um, so, and the whole Adonia situation kind of took a toll on me mentally, Yeah. um, was just like, man, I want to, I want to be home. I want to be around my family. I want to be around my friends. Um, injured. that was kind of like the first real main injury that I've had. So, you know, mentally it was just like, golly, And and I'm still kind of, now I still kind of read, you know, my shoulder is not healthy. (laughs) My back is not healthy. Um, You know, I I went to, so when I came home that, that Christmas when I was injured in Macedonia, I had back problems. And I had went to the chiropractor. And uh, they took an a, a x-ray of my back, and my back looked like an S. My spine was like an S. And he was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know how you've been able to function, like, this long with your back like this. So I went – I went, had to go three weeks of going to the chiropractor every other day um, just, to get, just to get back healthy and, and be able to play. Um, so that kind of took a toll on me, and, and I decided to not go play in Portugal. Wow. Um, yeah, so I was like, man, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a year off. Um, I think, you know, I think I'm gonna try to get into the corporate world, put my, my degree to use, and get a job in the corporate world. Um, Cause my body just, I was like, man, I don't know if my body will be able to last very long. Yeah, um, no. smart decision. Though, so it was, it was yeah, it, it weighed on me a lot, and I, I kind of needed to get away from the game. Uh, when I finished, I, did, I got into training that. Last uh, last fall, I got into training, and I, I did coach. I coached at um, one of the local high schools out here. And I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it at the same time because at the same time, mentally, I was at a place where I'm I'm the best. I'm at the best, I don't want to say shape because, you know, obviously you have my injuries, but mentally, like I think I'm the best basketball player I've ever been at this moment. I think I definitely feel like I should still be playing yeah. Um, and so if I didn't, if I wasn't playing, it was hard for me to coach because I, you know, one, I felt like I should still be playing, but two, a lot of the kids I was coaching, you know, I know how hard I worked to get to the point that I got to, and you can't really instill that in somebody. That's kind of something they have to, you know, have in them themselves. And so me, when I was trying to train kids, it was tough because they wouldn't, not that they wouldn't work as hard as I would wanted them to, but it was just, I don't know how to really explain it. <laughs> Cause I, you know, no. you, you can't push them to a limit to where, you know, they're going to hurt themselves or the parents are going to get upset or, you know, yeah um, I, but there's, I know. there's a fine line.
0: I get, I get it. I coach too. And I'm like, I understand the
1: situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was definitely mentally frustrating. Um, and so I really wanted to just, I coached it up until February and I was like, man, i got to get out. Like if I'm going to, take a break from the game i need to holistically take a break from the game not playing and coaching you know i just went i needed to literally get away from training coaching playing so i didn't even play like i didn't play basketball probably from february i mean maybe once a month but from february to probably june wow. um yeah i was just like man i need to get away uh, mentally i was a little frustrated because even though i had opportunity to go play for play in portugal um financially it wasn't what I was looking to get uh, at that point in time going into my third year, um, well third year overseas. And so I, I was just like, I don't, you know, it, it, I don't know if I is something I really want to do, but now looking back at it, I wish I would have, um, don't get me wrong. Like working, you know, working a regular job has definitely has its benefits. Um, but you know, I'm still, I'm about to be 28 in November and I'm in the prime of my life. Like I'm in the prime of my athletic peak of, you know, my career. And so I I was just like, man, I want to play again. And so I had reached out to uh, a couple of agents that I knew and um, I had an opportunity to go play in Albania, uh, which is Eastern Europe. Um, This was, this was presented to me probably a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago um and so they, they a team had reached out to me about playing in albania they were going to play in the balkan league which is i'm not sure if you're familiar with that but it's like the euro cup um just another league and it would be good for your credentials and your resume and it's not um but i really wanted to kind of get out of that section of the world um if because if you don't you kind of get loophole and you'll be there and you'll stay in that area of the world um so i wanted to either try to get to western europe um, or somewhere in Asia. And, um, which kind of stings because I really wish I, you know, looking back now, I wish I would have taken the opportunity to go play in Portugal. But at that time, mentally, I just wasn't there. I wasn't like, I wasn't ready to do that again. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. And so, you know, I was like, man, maybe it might be time for me to just kind of call it. And, and, you know, Get a regular person – not a not regular person job, but, you know, it, it, this is kind of running its course. I've um, been very luckily, lucky and blessed to, to have done it as long as I have, and, you know, I kind of took it as, like, a sign. Like, physically, you know, you're kind of breaking down. So, you got to – you know, you need to kind of see the signs and, and take them for what they are.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's really going to be really tough, too, on, you know, the mental – I mean, it sounds like you – honestly, I mean, it sounds like you – Wanted to go back to Portugal, but it sounds like you made a good decision because you don't know how you're going to react when you get out there. And then, but the same thing now too is like it sounds like you made a good decision to step away. But hey, there's always an opportunity. I mean, I'm sure something will definitely come your way. I mean, I've read your stats of where you played and Kosovo, and it looked like you were just having a hell of a career out there too. You know, but you know, sometimes you got to choose your Thank physical you. health too. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I would like to. I mean. I would like to be able to run around with my kids someday. <laughs> and, exactly.
0: exactly. You know, I
1: don't have I don't have kids, but I mean one of the, you know one day. I mean I have, like I said, I feel a lot older than I probably should be, and I'm twenty. I'm thought to be 28. Yeah. Um. So you know yeah. you gotta <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't really take care of my body as I should have when I was younger, so that kind of hit me pretty hard as of recently. And um, but you know I still stay in shape. I still I played. More than ever, not I won't say ever, but at at you know the age that I am now, you don't need to train three four times a day, four or five hours. You know, it's it's, you don't need to do that anymore. It's just kind of miles on your body. So I try to take care of my body as best as I can now, and just kind you know if if an opportunity arises, that's when I'm you know interested in taking. Then for sure I'll take it. Um, But it's kind of trying to be. Right situation, right time, right amount of money. Um, It's going to kind of really be a perfect situation for me to really want to go out there. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm super, I'm, I have, I'm having that itch. Yeah. um, That itch to play. And as, as if you, you know, I know you saw, saw today and I posted that on Instagram, but you know, seeing them play today is just, you know, I have an itch, itch to play pretty much all the time now. It's just a matter of taking care of my body and a matter of, if I can get the right opportunity to me, so it will come,
0: man. It will come. Just be patient. Things always good things always come around. So, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I hope so. You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. You you'll be in good shape, man. You you're a good. You're a good player. You're also a great person. So you deserve the best, and you know you deserve whatever
1: great things come your way. Well, I appreciate it, man. I, I definitely appreciate it, and I appreciate you, you know, providing the platform for me to kind of. Uh, out that only very few people I've kind of told like like close people around me um and so I appreciate you kind of providing the platform for me to kind of let it all out I guess you can say that
0: yeah of course man anytime and I always you know what you know once you're on here you're a recurring guest so you can come on anytime you want we we'll definitely want to have you come back on. We could definitely, when the season starts, we'll talk some college basketball too. And if you if you get signed a sure. contract, I definitely want you back on too as well. But you're always you're always welcome back on. I definitely want you to come back on. Well, well, I appreciate
1: it. I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, I'm of sure. course, yeah. A lot. yeah, and I I might find myself in Atlanta sometime soon. I got some friends are down there, so we should definitely meet up too. We could do something live.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. If if you're ever down here, just let me know. Um, yeah, and we can yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, Tyler, I really appreciate you coming on.
0: Also, wait, quick question. You're a Notre Dame football yep. fan?
1: Notre Dame football fan, yes, sir. Throwing three guys- of the Final Four games
0: this year. Oh, yeah? All right, all right. <laughs> I, <we're safe. laughs> I'm a Michigan fan, so we play you guys.
1: Oh, man. Y'all barely got out of there last week.
0: Oh, geez, I know. Tell me about it. I was, that was a tough game. I was golfing, and I was listening to it, I was like, this is not going well. <laughs> both, I'm both ends. Oh, fans. man.
1: That'll be fun. I didn't know you're a Michigan fan. That'll be a good one. Yeah, I, definitely. I don't remember what week we play, y'all. We play y'all like week seven or eight? Yeah, I think so. I
0: think it's like in October.
1: Okay, yeah. Sounds
0: about yep. right, week seven or eight. Yeah, Could yeah. it be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely be uh, talking
1: to you
0: then, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool, man. All right, well. <laughs> all right,
1: Tyler, you have a good one, man. Have a, have a good rest of your night, and uh, we'll be in touch for sure. It sounds good, man. I appreciate you having me. Um, you know, all the best to you as well. I i like I said, I'm very uh happy for you and, and, and I know that this platform that you have right now is gonna is gonna just only explode because you're gonna help a lot of guys kinda get their story out there and uh you know, it's it's only gonna go up from here. So so thank you for, for the opportunity, man, and, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. No problem, man at all. I'll talk okay. to you.
0: All right, bye all right that was the episode with tyler deal great episode with tyler i hope you guys enjoyed it and a great interview with him i'm excited to have him on and catch up catch up with him eventually it was a great interview and i'm looking forward to talking to him again tyler's just a great guy overall a lot of fun to talk to um great personality had a great story and I hope to wish him the best and continue growth in his path to hopefully going pro again and see where what happens. And just a great interview. And like I said, we're definitely going to have him back on in the f- near future. But uh, for Friday's episode, I'm excited to announce that we have Syracuse basketball player Sean Bellby be on. Awesome interview with Sean. Really enjoyed this interview. His interview is a lot of fun. Uh, it is fun to hear how, how stories about him and Bayheim, playing under Bayheim and playing in that 2 3 zone and what Sean has planned after his college season. Let's go. We'll see you Friday. All right. Have a good day, guys.